Welcome to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. In this podcast, we will focus on successful marketing methods for advisors that generate prospects and clients. We will learn from the best in the industry on how advisors in the trenches today are growing their practices. Join us for this journey where Brad draws from years of expertise and guest experts to help advisors reach their full potential. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. He has more than a decade in the retirement planning business and is a member of the Million Dollar Roundtable. Those are two of the accomplishments Roy Snark can list, but Brad... Roy is also a speaker, an author, and he serves as a local board member for the Society of Financial Services Professionals, and he has his own academy for agents and advisors. Brad, you got quite a guest here. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today, Roy. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, so tell us a little bit how you got into the industry, what you're focusing on now. Tell us a little bit about what makes you tick. Yeah, great. So I, I kind of stumbled on this industry. Uh, there's zero background in my family. We come from blue collar commercial logging. That's what I was doing, landscaping, construction. Uh, then my mother became disabled when I was about 14 years old. And this happened to be during the, the, the 2001 dot-com burst. And Brad, you know, 2000, when you're 14, the thing I was worried about is Pokemon cards, riding my bicycle. I had no idea about money, stocks, insurance, all that stuff. But that always really stuck with me because it did change our lives. We ended up moving uh, and then we sold the house. A divorce happened out of it with a stepfather. Like all these big life changes occurred because somebody ran a stop sign and my mother got disabled and she had no protection plan. So when I was older and I got to college, I started studying finance and you know insurance and starting to learn more about this. And I ended up uh, working with an insurance company at the age of about 22. And at 22, I wasn't 100% focused. I was still in college, having fun. But as time progressed, I sunk my teeth in and said, I'm going to make this a career. And we just went full bore into it. And in the beginning, it was challenging, just trying to figure things out with no financial background. But we had a lot of fun doing it. And that has led us to where we're at today. So that's the short story of me and why I got into this is because I've lived through many situations in my personal family life, um, including four long-term care events. And that's another big thing that we do. And I know you've seen success in the long-term care aspect of the, of the business. Yeah. And one of the things that's really interesting for me to hear is you kind of take this this specific product or solution that you're offering, but that's not necessarily what you're getting in front of people to talk to them about, you know, you and I have talked in the past and you've, you've kind of developed a a very robust seminar program that you kind of help advisors really kind of hone in their, their seminar skills and, and not only help their communities, but end up having profitable events. Right. But yeah, what I'd really love to hear about is you're getting in front of people to educate them. How do you pivot into that long-term care conversation and, I guess almost to start, why why wouldn't you just have an event that's long-term care based? Great questions. 
So the long-term care, number one, I'm very passionate about it. So just like any other aspect, most advisors that have been on your show and that are in the in the space here, they're passionate about what they're doing. They either have a personal experience that is the passion is derived from, or they just fell in love with the business practice and they love helping people. So my passion, obviously with my mother becoming disabled, that really triggered me to figure out how things worked. Uh, but following that event, uh, we had four long-term care situations with grandparents that we went through. And it was devastating. I, I could not believe it. I mean, I, I thought, well, does, does, doesn't Medicare cover this? Well, Medicare doesn't care. That's the title of our new book. Uh, and they don't. And they decimated their estates. And it was stressful and emotionally burdensome. And I was like, wow, is there a way to try to help people not live what we live through? Right? And that's how I came upon long-term care. Now, when it comes to long-term care marketing, per se, it, you can do postcards or do a seminar specific to long-term care, and we've done those, but your audience is very small and selective. And the, the main reason for that, Brad, think of it this way. You're, you want to get a group of people in to something that they don't want to talk about. They want to <laughs> put it very far back of their mind. And yeah. they know that there's long-term care insurance. It's like, so I'm going to go sit here, talk to this person or listen to this guy talk for an hour about something I never want to have happen to me. And he's going to turn around and try to sell me on something where I have to put money towards an event that I don't even want to have happen. And it probably won't for another 20 years. Why do I care to go there? Let's go to the grocery store instead. I need chips, right? <laughs> so that's usually what happens. Now, to pivot that, to help people, we do seminars that are not long-term care specific. We'll do, say, taxes in retirement. We'll do social security. That's the big one that we do. Lots of social security. Because once you're having that conversation about social security, which is a great seminar topic, so is Medicare, because why? Most people have it or are able to get it. They need to maximize it. Not everybody can get long-term care. Social security is like, I want to get every penny I can. Let me talk to an expert. We get a lot of folks in. Then we help them about long uh, social security and we tell them it, this is what it doesn't cover, right? Because social security and Medicare kind of go hand in hand. Then we start having that long-term care conversation. And the biggest thing that we do is we simply open up the dialogue. We ask questions. I'd be like, Brad, have you ever personally gone through a long-term care event with a, a, a parent or a loved one or a grandparent? And I just let them talk, right? Most people, yeah, I remember this. I remember that. Then I share my story, right? That's how we open the dialogue. So it's not a sales pitch. It's literally just having a conversation, storytelling. And then from that point, we can sense if it's going to go somewhere or not. Because some people still don't want it and you can't help that. That's okay. It's their money. It's their life. But most people say, you know what? This is a concern of ours. And now that you bring it up this way and you've educated us about it, how can we prevent that? Then we come in with some of the solutions to help prevent that based on their health, age, and finances. I think, you know, any seminar that you're doing, or if it's a seminar, webinar, dinner event, or anything where you're just educating a potential client, I think mm -hmm. one of the, the biggest things to do is to kind of broaden their view of what they, what they're interested in. Correct. You know, when, when someone comes, no one cares about social security, right? They might come to a social security event, but what they care about is funding their retirement. They want to see where the money's coming from. They yeah. care about taking care of the grandkids. They care about making sure that the next generations are provided for, that they can live comfortably. That's what they care about. No one cares about social security. No one cares about taxes. Right. Like taxes is interesting because it brings up a lot of passion of 
you know, this is my money. I don't want the government taking it. Right. But <laughs> at the end of the day, that's not, that's not what their positive passions are towards, you know, so it's any of those events are about kind of expanding the scope of the conversation. Yep. And I think the, you know, in our experience and white glove marketing for a lot of tax events, you know, that's probably our number one topic right now. We, we talked to a lot of advisors that were doing social security events. We talked to them about taxes and they said, well, I'm not a CPA. I don't want to talk about taxes. And, you know, when they kind of learned that pivot of, wait, everything I want to talk about has a tax implication. Now I do want to talk about taxes. Right. And I think at the core of every single item an advisor or agent wants to talk about, there's a related topic that you just need to expand that conversation. Yeah, I 100% agree. It's to your point there. And we tell people this to say, nobody needs long-term care insurance. It's a waste of money. You know what people really need? Cash, right? If that event happens, which is a 70% likelihood, okay, how are you going to pay for it? And just let them talk, right? So just your point, it's not about the product. It's about what it can do for them. It's the lifestyle. Like nobody cares about social security. In fact, they're frustrated about it, right? They've worked their whole life and they might only get 60 or 70% back, but they paid into it. They could have done better themselves, blah, 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 right? But they're going to come to this event because they want to see how this cash flow can give them what they want to do with the rest of their lives, right? So to your point, that's the same thing that we try to help a lot of folks out with. And that's what makes our seminars much different and uh, much more successful than some other folks, because we're not there pitching a product. We're like, hey, look, here's the lifestyle that you can envision. How do we get there? We got to learn the fundamentals. And then how do we plug in the rest? I love that. So what have you what have you seen kind of over the years as far as successful <clears throat> methods of either hosting a seminar or turning that person into that conversation? Like, there's, there's lots of advisors out there that have done seminars and say, hey, these things don't work or they try one and it doesn't go the way they want and then they move on to something else. You know, I think just the the, <laughs> the uh, downside to being an entrepreneur is that you, you're ambitious and you take chances and you do this shiny object and that shiny object and this shiny object. So how did, I know you've kind of created a system, you know, yeah. how did you, how did you find that and what the heck? is a system when it comes to this stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, the system was developed out of lots of failures and spending lots of money and doing it the wrong way for a very long period of time. And so we, I share that because a lot of advisors say, oh, well, you know, we see you doing these media events or doing these events, it comes natural to you. No, not at all. I've had to work at it very hard. And the very first workshop I ever did, and we have a whole training program about this, I share, I made zero money. I had one appointment and there was like 20 people there. I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> you want to talk about discouraging? I didn't hardly have any money either. I was like whipping out a business credit card with zero interest. Hey, let's make this work. I'm going to crush it. Well, that didn't happen. But I knew that it could work because there were other people doing it. And if I wanted to get to the next level in this particular industry, how was I going to do it? Well, seminars are a great way to do that. And I just kept focusing on it and getting more and more uh, seminars under my belt and becoming better and better at it. And that's what we tell everybody. Like, look, we use White Glove all the time. We, and the new agents that come on, I say, look, book out four White Glove events. Book them out. Well, I, I don't know if I'm going to like the first one. It doesn't matter. You're either going to try this or you're not, right? You don't dip your toe in the pool. You're going to jump in. And you cannot draw success from one. We've had some agents 
they'll do the first one and they absolutely crush it. I'm like, dang, that never happened to me. It took me like <laughs> right. four or five and $20,000 yeah. or whatever later. And then they go, I'm going to kick back for a while. I'm like, just do another one. And then it's not so great. And the biggest thing, Brad, as you know, it's not the marketing, it's not the company. It's It, it comes down to the individual and also the crowd. The crowd is different. I've been doing lots of seminars and sometimes we knock it out of the park. We book 80% of the room. Other times we'll book 50. Our average is about 65 to 70. But there's times where we may, we may only book like 40. We're like, what's going on? And it's just the crowd. So the seasons change. So what we've done inside the SNAR Academy, we have a whole series of the seminar program, what to bring there, the success, the practices that we use, our follow-up tools, how we book appointments, all of this stuff. And I, my whole goal here is to help people learn about how to do this if they feel that it's for them and they can save themselves lots of failure, frustrations and tens of thousands of dollars and perhaps accelerate their success by years because I didn't have that type of a program. I just went out there and said, I'll figure it out and bang my head against the wall till I did. And I'm still learning. So, And that, this industry is so interesting about that because there's there's so many successful advisors that did just that, right? They're like, well, I don't really know what system to use. Let me just go try it. And I'll just keep doing it until I fail enough, until I win. And then they're successful and other people look and they either learn from each other or, but there's no, there's no clear path to success. And I, I always say too, you know, if you're going to do a seminar, do four. Because, yeah. and I almost hate it when they crush it right off the bat in the first one and they land a huge client and <laughs> it's like, yeah, but that's not going to happen. And then the next one they don't. And then you say, wow, this just doesn't work. I'm done. I'm sad now. And it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter. It's it's interesting. I talked to one of our advisors um, that's done literally hundreds of events with us. And wow. he is, he's one of those guys that tracks it down data down to what type of water is served at the event, right? He just wants to know everything. And he'll tell you, he said, you know, there's events that I walked off stage and was like, these are my people. I crushed it. This event was awesome. Uh, definitely going to make a bunch of money. I love it. And he's happy. And there's other events he walks off stage and he says, this is terrible. This is just no one yeah. here cared. There was no responses. Nobody was engaging. And the interesting thing is he says, he goes back and he looks at the data when oftentimes the ones that he thought were duds were the ones that he made the most money and the ones that he felt really, really good. Like, Oh man, this was great. He didn't make much. So, you know, to your point, it's just get into that rotation. You know, we're, we're all kind of salespeople at heart and salespeople yeah. are the most sensitive creatures on the world. Right. We like people to buy from us. We don't want to sell anything. Uh, and when we, when we feel like people don't like us, it, it's sad, right? Oh, I'm sad. You know, I get the same feeling. Oh, that, that sucks. My feelings but, are hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, it, at the end of the day, you know, and, and seminars are tough because you're out there in front of a crowd, yeah. but it's, it's all about the data and it's about giving yourself enough opportunities. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. That's correct. And not to take things personally. I, I, that's what I tell these agents all the time. Like, oh man, I, they feel guilty or bad or, you know, we all want to be liked. We all want to be loved, regardless of introvert or extrovert, right? But salespeople, to your point, we're much more emotional creatures, right? That's why we're out there talking with people. And it's hard. I mean, the only thing we got in this business really is our that little guy inside of us that's our confidence. And it gets stomped on all the time. 
And, you know, you can get beat up at events. I've had a couple of hecklers sometimes, right? They try to throw you off track. You just have to keep steering it in. But, you know, don't take things personally because it's just the law of numbers. It's like, like it's the same point. I, some, some events, I'm like, I absolutely killed it. We are going to crush it. We're going to close everybody here. Like, very few come out of them. Like, this is crazy. Other events where the, the audience is real quiet, nobody talks. I'm like, I'm not going to get anything. What's some of my biggest and best clients come from those events? You just never know. And that's what's really fun, too. It's never boring. You just have a new audience every time and you don't know what's going to happen. You just do your best and be a broken record and have fun. Don't be a script reader. <laughs> and it, it just comes naturally. And just the other thing too, Brad, a lot of agents say why well, they focus on what they spent and they get stressed, right? And when you're when you're calling people, that commission breath will go through the phone, right? They can oh, sit, sure. oh man, this guy is desperate. You got to be very casual. Don't look at the money. Don't even think about it. Because if you fast forward and you give it time, it's like, are you really going to be upset that you spent five or 10 grand over a couple of events, but you ended up making 30, 40 or $50,000 if we went in the future? If the answer is no, I'm worth, I am willing to spend 10 to make 50, then don't worry about it in the, in the short term. It will all work out as long as you're consistent. Yeah. And that's something, you know, we run into a lot talking to advisors and, and putting on seminars and all of that. It's just, it's, it's really focusing on, you know, seminars are one of those things that are not an investment in your quarter. They're not an investment in your month. They really are an investment in your practice. So yes. if you plan on being in the business for more than five years, it's actually really hard to lose money on seminars. Very and true. If you, you pick up one client and it's out of four seminars. Okay. Well, in five, 10, 15 years, that client's worth $50,000 that paid for all of them. And that, yep. and that could be hidden. Oh, for three. So it, it's sure. one of those things. If you look at the lifetime value and you you kind of assess how much it costs to get that client, even if you had three events that were terrible and you only picked up one client, you're probably it's a it's a real hard game not to make some significant money. What the tough part is is swallowing that fifty thousand dollar bill in year one to make that two hundred thousand dollars in year five. True. And then to your point there, I love the LTV ratios. I talk to agents all the time about that. And I say, look, the other thing too, besides just the financial return, look at the learning experience. How much is college? My God, nobody really complains that much. Oh, I, I'm not going to spend this X amount of dollars for this class. And look at the, big, the bigger picture, which is the, the degree, right? It's like, okay, look, you spend a little bit of money. You learn some valuable lessons here. Those lessons that you learned in that seminar that you failed on the first, second, or third time in a row, that what you learn there can help make you tens of millions of dollars for the rest of your life. And absolutely nobody can take that away from you. And it will help you in your own personal life uh, as well, being up there and being more confident and being able to do things. And so there's a huge tail end effect of being successful at seminars and, or at least implementing them in the practice and being consistent with them. It's going to help you in all aspects of life. And you, it's hard to place a dollar amount on there. And then to your point, three years go by. Here's a real life example. Just like two months ago, I had a client that came to a seminar four years ago. I don't even remember doing it. She goes, hey, I came to your <laughs> seminar. And this is before I was tracking it. Now I'm getting better at tracking stuff. That's one of my things I'm always trying to get better on. She goes, hey, came to your seminar, saved your little booklet here. It was a five, six, seven workshop, something like that about social security. I'm ready. I go, okay, cool. Come on in. I didn't know what she was ready for. She just came on in. She gave me a check that she got for a hundred grand. So he goes, put it somewhere where I don't want to touch it. I got 10 years. Just put it anywhere you want. We sat down, visited, closed the account first time sit from like almost four years ago. 
So that was an easy, depending on your comp structure, you know, five, seven, eight thousand dollars, and maybe the LTV on that turns into twelve or fifteen thousand from one workshop four years ago that I totally forgot about. So yep. you get surprises too. And it's it's funny because I'll talk to so many advisors that'll do an event in January. They're not super thrilled with it. Hey, I didn't. I'm gonna go try something else. I'm gonna go do this. I'm gonna go back and start doing radio or podcasts or whatever. And all of those things are great too. But but then we'll get a call in October, like, hey, I just closed a huge client from that seminar I did in January. I want to do another yeah. one. <laughs> exactly. And I always think, yeah, you could have been doing them every, you could have had nine more under your belt between January and today that you've now lost all of that opportunity. And, you know, when you actually look at it that way, it costs you more money not to do seminars, right? There's a little bit of a, the salesperson in me coming out, but <laughs> but it yeah. really is, right? Like, it does. The, the only, the only way you grow your business is getting in front of new people. And however you choose to do that, you, you have to stick with it. Exactly. And if you look at, look, let's look at the hyper successful people in our industry, right? I've been to lots of MDRT meetings, top of the table meetings. Majority of them, uh, they're, they're either doing seminars on a consistent basis or they inherited a book of business from their grandfather, right? And so I didn't have that opportunity. My family were a bunch of hillbillies. So I had to go out there and figure it out. <laughs> and so, you know, most of these people are out there doing seminars. That's how they're getting in front of people. And it's awesome to see that. And like you said, the lifetime value is massive there. I mean, you just get surprises and there is a cost not to doing it. It's opportunity cost. Because if I were to have spent that 10,000 over a few seminars uh, earlier in the year, instead of waiting, now I have to wait another six, eight months. And with inflation, I've lost money there too. So- Lots of things that go into it. So what do you recommend advisors do after the seminar? Okay, they've they've said, okay, seminars are great. Let's do it. Let's do a couple. They're not seeing the success that they had hoped because um, that just happens sometimes with seminars. But what do you do afterwards? You walked off stage. You got a few appointments. Now what? Okay, I'll, I'll share that afterwards thing. But real quick, I wanted to uh, talk about seasonality because right now, November, like if you're doing this, you know, uh, it's ever evergreen mindset, but doing November, December, a lot of people don't do it. They're like, oh, you know, I'm going to slow down. It's the holidays. Aunt Sally's coming in. They're going to bring her pet goldfish and well, whatever, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, given it's harder to book appointments during this time frame because of those, you know, family and everything else going on. But the people that come to those events during that time, it's really important. They're going to be sitting around talking with their family and Thanksgiving, FaceTiming. What's important to family? financial security, life insurance, long-term care, it's all going to be subconsciously there. Oh yeah. You know, uncle Billy, he smoked four packs of cigarettes a day for 40 years. He's not doing well. He needs to go to long-term care. It's like, well, maybe we should get long-term care. So things that people should be doing and the real winners in the business, they're doing seminars all the time consistently. Doesn't matter. Does not matter. Don't ever stop your marketing. So some of the things that we do to follow up afterwards, which is important is using video. Okay, so there's a there's a lot of good programs out there. There's like Bomb Bomb. There's Loom. We use Loom. Okay, it's just a third party, and we just do a quick video. Like, let's say if you came to the event, Brad. Hey, Brad, it was great seeing you at the event. We really appreciate you coming out. We look forward to our next visit. I'm happy to help go over all of your questions, run you some customer reports, whatever's best for you. Sounds good. Blah 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 blah. Send out to everybody, text and email. Right, just thanking them. A video thank you. Nobody's doing that. It's like a handwritten card. Okay? Yeah, but we don't get. Yeah. Most marketing programs, you don't get their home address. So you just do that video. That's a great way to follow up and create engagement. You can track how many people watch it. And people will be like, wow, you know, nobody's ever sent that. That makes sense. 
So that's one thing. The other thing that we do is we're very on top of it. So when they leave, right, we're usually booking some appointments there at the event, or we call them the very next day, even if they said they don't want to meet, we still call them just to thank them. And then we offer stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then those people that said they do want to meet, we call them, we try to get them in as soon as possible. And we do light touch, follow up, offer them free copies of one of my three books, whatever it may be, a brochure, anything that can be helpful to them. Kind of like the thank you economy, the Gary Vaynerchuk model, where just give it all away and vicariously, it's going to come back to yep. you. That yep. has been our best way because most people that come to workshops, it's not their first rodeo. They've been to lots of other workshops and they're probably going to go to a few more. They're going to pick who they like the most. It's not how fancy your topic is. It's like, I like that person. I want to give them an opportunity. And so if you can be yourself and be real and not be pestering and a used car salesman and be desperate, then people will naturally come to you. It's kind of like the takeaway. I love that. And one of the things that we've seen work, depending on if compliance will let you do this, right? But if you're going to shoot those videos, just take a take a you know piece of paper and you write their name on it and you you hold it up when you shoot that video. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Now, okay. now when you now you open that email, right, or you open that text, or you open the the LinkedIn message, whatever it is, and it says Roy on here, right? Who's not going to click that? Like I clearly yeah. just I clearly just shot a video for you. It's not that's it's a good not idea. I'm not paste, I'm, you know, but yeah, wow. Um, you know, not everybody is you know can do that. Obviously, it's more time consuming than it would be to to do the other one. I think if anything, video is great. It shows you your face again. Lets them see you, especially those who maybe didn't make the event, yeah. right? Yeah, <laughs> two seconds, right? You just say, "Hey, hey, yeah, come on up." Um, That's a good idea because a lot of these video programs they do like a the. I'm pretty backwards on technology, but the little memes, right? And yep. so it'll be like that little thing like that. And you have the name on there. That's a really good idea. Or even like a little whiteboard, like, hey. And it's, it's like, how much time does that really take? Let's say you did a white glove event and you had 30 people there, right? And you spend a minute for each one. So that's 30 minutes of your time investment. Maybe it takes you an hour with cuts and burps yep. and nose picking, whatever. Okay. <laughs> it, it takes an hour, an hour. You've already spent lots of money and time in the event. What's one more hour, your LTV on that one hour, that could get you a deal that could make you tens of thousands of dollars. And if somebody said, Hey, Roy, you want to get paid 10 grand an hour? I'd be like, sign me up. Right. Yeah. So that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not so bad I, yeah it, it takes a little bit of extra time, but I think small stuff like that, you know, you know, I love the, the video follow-up. Some of the things that, that, that I've seen a real successful advisors do as well is, you know, when they're, they're planning their seminar, they'll take chunks of it, right? You have your why story, you have why you got in the business, you have a, you know, a tactical story that you tell, don't just use those for the seminar, use those as a video on your website or on your LinkedIn page, or you use that when you invest in a seminar, you're not just getting the 30 people in the room, right? You're getting, like you said, that, knowledge of what works, what resonates. When I gave, when I told this story, everybody leaned in. When I told this story, nobody cared. You know, when you, when you can hone in on that stuff and then just use that, copy paste that message everywhere until you can start, you know, capitalizing on this huge virtual environment we all live in now that everyone spends their days on their phone. You know, there's more Facebook users in this world than there are Christians and Christianity has been around for 2000 years. So crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's the whole thing is attention. That's the new currency is attention. And so, you know, you look at the the top billionaires today. If you look at the last century, oil, energy, right? 
this entry, I look at Mr. Beast. My goodness, a great guy, you know, but I'm thinking to myself, man, if I if I were to record myself in college, I mean, I, I'd probably still be in Vegas or something, but I'd be like, that, that would have been really cool just to tell my whole life story. And, you know, that's the new currency is the attention and the consistency. So if you do a video, like you said, or you're sharing a story online, like I tell the, the, my mom's story and my the long-term care events, I taught the majority of my seminars, me telling stories, a little bit about yeah. facts here and there. Yep. And so- then they go online, they see my website, they see that story, they see it consistent everywhere. Like, wow, this guy is doing it for a reason. There's a passion behind it. And that you, you know, cause people will come back. I have people that find my website, they email me saying, you know, I heard you on the radio one time or heard you on this podcast. Oh. I want to work with you. I'm like, cool. You know? So. And I think we're in a, an environment now where you can place your credibility just out there, LinkedIn, Facebook, your website, and people will find it. You know, I know if I want to know about Roy, I can go on LinkedIn and I can read all about him. And yeah. guess what? You get to tell me what I find. And yeah. the ability to do that is just massive for advisors out there. You know, so it, I I think we could talk for hours on this stuff, Roy, but I think we're <laughs> we're we're getting close on time here. So if you if if you had just kind of one final thought for the advisors listening today. I know we talked about a lot, right? Pivoting, opening the conversation, doing seminars, following up from seminars. Where do you start with all of this stuff? Yeah. Number one, what I would think about doing is ask yourself, if you're an advisor listening, do I want to stay in this business? And if I want to stay in this business, am I comfortable where I'm at and staying where it is? I mean, there's a lot of people I know. They're great friends of mine. They're comfortable. They don't want to do anything extra. That's fine. It's their life and their money. That's cool. Other people say, I want to do more. I want to be different. I want to make my family proud, my kids proud. I want them to look up to me like, man, that guy is awesome. That gal is awesome. Mom's cool. Dad's cool. Whatever it is. That's why I, I do a lot of it. Not only my own passion. I want my kids to be like, man, I'm so proud of my dad. That's the big thing. And if they yeah. want to do that, how are they going to achieve it? Because this business is not that complicated. If you can get in front of more people, no matter how good or bad you are at sales or you know discussions, you'll get better, but it's numbers. How are you going to get in front of all those numbers? And how do you create credibility? When you're on stage talking, you have instant credibility versus buying a lead online where you're just a salesman on the phone. So that's you, then explore. And then White Glove is a great way to start because you can pick and choose, hey, look, I want to do four, four seminars in a row. I would honestly commit to that. You can pick the size, narrow it down to fit your budget, very flexible, but that's what they should start doing and also seeking mentorships. I mean, White Glove is phenomenal as well. Uh, they have lots of good mentorships there. I've done that over the years and learned quite a bit. Now I use some of the stuff that I have learned from my own SNAR Academy, where we help train agents also. So seek out the information, be willing to invest in yourself and be confident in yourself and don't stress about spending the money today because if you're consistent with it, it will work out. It will be worth it. I love it. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't worry about the money you spend today. Just go ahead and spend it again tomorrow, you know, and yeah. <laughs> get it. but there is, but there is a point I joke, but there is a point where you just have to bet on yourself. And the only yeah. way you, uh, the only way you're going to grow any business, regardless of what type of profession you're in, is getting in front of people. That's so right. I love it. So Roy, if, if people want to get a little bit more information from you or grab some tips from you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? Uh, the best way is just Snar Academy. Luckily, I have a really weird last name, so I dominate <laughs> SEO. Yeah, I mean, if I if I was Roy Smith, that'd be kind of hard. But if you just do S N as a NATO A R R Academy, 
or just simply Google Roy Snar. You'll see me on the internet. That's the best way. Just reach out, send me a message, connect with me on LinkedIn. I don't use Facebook really. I have Instagram page, but I, I don't know. People complaining about grocery store lines. It's just not for my time. I just like the LinkedIn and YouTube and other uh, avenues, but they can reach out that way. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. Appreciate it. That was awesome. Awesome uh, episode today. Uh, thank you so much, Brad. I appreciate you having me on. And make sure to follow the podcast to make sure you don't miss any episode. Of course, too, please share with others. This podcast is brought to you by White Gloves Podcast Connect Program, a done-for-you, fully integrated podcasting system that will help you keep in touch with all of your leads. Thank you for listening to Be Advised, Leading with Value with Brad Swinehart. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of White Glove. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service providers with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.